Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce, Adam Scott, and Patrick Kay. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. Right, so uh, the uh, nominations for the BAFTA Awards, uh, the Gaming BAFTAs, which will take place on the 12th of March at the Resd event in Tobacco Dock, which me and Patrick will be attending... I don't know if we're special enough to actually get into the BAFTAs, though. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go through all the BAFTAs. We simply don't, don't have time to go through it all. But um, suffice it to say that I, I think we were fairly on the money with our Game of the Years, weren't we? Um, yeah, Alien, Isolation, like Alien Isolation's got loads of uh, nominations. What's uh, Destiny doing in there? The internet says that shit. It's like the worst shit. It's like the best crap game or the crappiest best game. Apparently, a was lot that of people... actually a category? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. Crappiest game. All I've heard about Destiny is that it's like it's got that compulsion loop that's in World of Warcraft, and everyone acknowledges that it's crap, but they can't stop playing it. So it's and they just don't crap. even hate. You're just saying it's crap. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. and they don't even hate themselves for, <laughs> for falling for it. Um, it's crack that tugs you off. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, Banner Saga's up for several awards. Good to see. Uh, I think, uh, did I see Elite Dangerous? Glad that Alien Isolation won the audio. I imagine that. Like, yeah, do you think? Like, that was the best audio in a game ever. What was so? Alien Isolation. Oh, I haven't experienced it yet. For anything at all? No, it's not. Um, I think it might have missed the boat in terms of not coming out in time, although, maybe. Although it's... Titanfall has been nominated for Game Innovation. Okay, because so no one's done so robots, very well before. Are these awards run by the industry, like all the other fucking awards, or is it run? Uh, are these from? Have people voted for these, or have journalists, robots good. voted for uh, these? Well, it's it's like the. So. Ac- I think it's. I think it's like the Academy, isn't it? It's okay. BAFTA so it's members. not real people. It's just the media patting itself on the back. It's not just no. It's not media necessarily. It's it's people in the industry okay. have have awarded these. So yeah, it's like the Oscars, um, I believe. And but I think it, um, I think there is like a judging panel. So I think a lot of people get these games that are nominated and have to play through them all very quickly. We're all a judging panel, a... my friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, anyway, I just I just thought it's quite good. Like all these lists of awards, it's kind of cool to like just look at what came out this year and what is good. There's a lot of good stuff here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor got is up for a fair few. Vanishing of Ethan Carter is up for best original property. That's a new one, I think. Okay, so so I've got um, my top five for each category. Everybody else got theirs. I haven't gone through it in that much detail. But, <laughs> I have to uh, admit, this is the first time I've even looked at the list. Yeah, me too. I'm only sorry about just, that. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. No, uh, no. I mean, I haven't looked at it all. I, I was just like, oh, Baftas, that's probably big, and I might get to go to it. And Pat, it's kind of interesting to see what gets nominated, um, but it, uh, I kind of agree with Ian. It does seem a bit like uh, industry backslapping. I'm not a massive fan of awards <clears> normally, unless they're unless they're voted for by the people that actually consume the product. So, mm. there you go. Ah, uh, well. Okay, uh, moving swiftly on then. Uh, Bethesda are going to do their own press conference at E3 this year. Um, invites went out to uh, those higher up in the, this They're field. unveiling a, a, a VR HMD of their own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just play Skyrim in a continuous 24-7 loop. Made with the scales of dragons. well I think the money is on uh, there's going to be something fallout shaped it's got to be fallout uh, being announced got to be yeah and also um, uh, Dishonored Uh, sequel to Dishonored and uh, the next Doom Uh, some new IP would be good because I took a chance with Dishonored and that worked really well so Hmm. I'll do another one then yeah they don't have to sequelise it so soon Although I, I will buy the sequel, of course. Yeah, like, that's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah, I will as well. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you're I think right. A, I think a lot of the people who left um, Irrational when that all downsized uh, have gone to Arcane, who make uh, Dishonored. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some of that Bioshockiness rub off. Not that it was a million <laughs> miles away before anyway, but... Um, I, yeah, I, I like Dishonored. Yeah, Bit of a really. weird ending to that game, but yeah, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Dishonored. Um, mm. Although when I got to the very last, the last section, I think after the big, I don't know, I can't remember what it was. After the big, dare I say it, betrayal, um, <coughs> the uh, I kind of lost interest. I was kind of, you know. Honest, it it kind of went out like a bit of a wet fart, really. Yeah. At the end, to be quite honest, <laughs> it was like. It, it, I don't know. It's funny because my wet farts hang around for ages. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe people, a lot of people moan with those sort of games when they just insert boss encounters. But yeah. um, for me, this was kind of the opposite. And it, it's, <laughs> I, I guess they were like, well, we won't do a boss. But it was just like it just you got to the end of the level and that was it. And it was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Still got that. The... I really, really, I really enjoyed all the different mm. abilities and stuff. Um, yeah, I've I've had the DLC. Uh, just sat. I got it in a Steam sale, and I was thinking because you get to play as like the, the one of the antagonists in the DLC, and uh, I was I played the, the original very stealthily, and apparently this this game responds to how you uh, approach it, and if you go a bit more violent uh, with it, um, like you get more stuff thrown at you, um, and a lot of the upgrades you got were very much balanced towards that. So I I I didn't really up- get any of the gadgets you know a lot of them i didn't bother with because i was trying not to kill people and uh so i was gonna approach the dlc a different way so i thought that might be a cool thing to do anyway 
so that's going on. Uh, another thing that's rumoured to be happening at E3 is a new Guitar Hero. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we need that. I thought that ran into licensing hell and was dead as a dodo, that Guitar Hero thing. It just ran into I milking it itself dry, I think, was the, the problem with it. Um, if it guitar I Hero Carpenter's Edition. If it just featured <laughs> guitarists that are making a name for themselves on YouTube, that would be excellent. There's some amazing guitarists on YouTube doing yeah, some right. really cool shit. Yeah. Uh, and if it just featured them, that would be awesome. Yeah, there's no money to or be made out of that. just play guitar and make videos on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, that would work as well. But that, that yeah. requires the application of time. In, alternatively, you can just whack your fingers against a plastic thing that isn't your mum's deal, <laughs> uh, and just make some noise out of that. I don't know. I mean, I play guitar, and I still think there's some fun to be had from Guitar Hero in a party sort of situation. I drunk, do not understand you? that. I do not understand that at all. Like, for years, people have been saying, you're a guitarist, and you like games. Why don't you play Guitar Hero? Do, it's like, because I do the do, real do you play fucking heavy thing. Metal Why would I yeah. want to play... Like, why yeah. would you want to do that? I, I literally don't understand it. I found it very guitar. difficult. I, I just couldn't do it. It's, yeah, it's not I, like I, I just said, I've it, it did it feel I like... Wankered. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I'm not terrible at computer games. I'm not terrible at guitar. But I wasn't particularly good at that game, which makes me think it's not really a particularly good emulation of playing well, guitar. Well, Scott Ian from Anthrax was terrible at it, and he was sober, so I don't feel quite so bad. Now, what you were saying there, uh, Pat, is like... Um, I, I, I never bought Guitar Hero myself, but I got it as a leaving gift when I left my old job. Right. And I think they kind of made that assumption for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, so I ended up with it. But Everyone's it was like, meta- I don't understand why you don't play it. And like, but it, it could, look, that's a real one. But it was the Metallica one. <laughs> and so it was oh, kind okay, of cool to play like through all those Metallica songs. with. Okay, but, well, at least they didn't get you on, the but you, could, you one. could just put the music on and play along with most of them. It's not like they were Mozart. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you could, yeah but you don't yeah. get points for that. Points and unlocks. <laughs> you, got okay, points right, for that when, gotcha. you got points for that when you first did that, I think. You would have got points from your peers, my friend. Yeah, you get... You get <clears throat> it's you get, slightly yeah, easier to get um, stuff street road points. <laughs> it's slightly easier to make that stuff sound good. On Guitar Hero, not for me. It wasn't actually play it. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) (coughs) Well, anyway, Anyway. that's that. But anyway, Uh, okay. Talking about Guitar Hero, Jesus. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Moving swiftly on, uh, just a couple of press things. Uh, uh, Sorry, groan, etc. But Eurogamer has ditched review scores. I thought this was kind of significant. it's it's unfortunate that Metacritic are still making the executive decision that no score equals a six, um, etc. Uh, what's, um, what's Metacritic? Uh, it's it's an evil aggregation tool that okay. companies use to bonus their employees. But no, I mean, I thought it was interesting. Like, I think because I think the review of Evolve went up and that had nothing. It just said this is this game, blah. Uh, so it had no recommended or essential on it, but it also didn't have a void on it. So that to me, I don't know. I'm still just going to maybe uh, think twice about any game that doesn't carry a recommendation on it. I'm not saying Eurogamer is the def- you know, the be-all um, authority on what I should play, but um, I don't know. I still think it is still like having review scores. It, just because it's not a number doesn't mean that it's not you know, classifying games that way. I still see a seven out of ten. You know what I mean? Like in my mind, I, 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 I kind of see the 
the advantage of, of the change that they've made because uh, because review scores often feel a little arbitrary um whereas someone's saying yeah it's all right if you like this kind of thing it makes a lot more sense to me than someone saying it's a seven so mm. <laughs> uh I, I think i think yeah it's, it's a good direction to go but you've got to decide for yourself i mean to be honest i tend to look at what people have said about a game rather than what's in the box at the end the box in the end mm. is for people who don't want to read tldr that's very, the review that's and very I, admirable I like it's not it's not like things. I don't want to read it. I don't have fucking time to read it. That's the problem. Oh, yes, you do. No, you do. You just... you just choose not to. That's yeah. the... Yeah. I listened to the uh, quality control on Polygon. <laughs> but, uh, do you never yeah, shit, That's a podcast. Friend. Could you not read it when you're dropping the kids off? I'm playing XCOM, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, ask a stupid question. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so also... Uh, as far as press coverage goes, I also thought it was interesting. Kotaku have announced that they're they're shifting their focus to um, post-release coverage, which I thought was so refreshing because so much of the press is sort of orientated around this sort of relentless release cycle and what's next, what's new, and and so many games in are, are like being like piled up behind them. And there's so many awesome stories to be told. So, and the way that games are being made now, they're so they're they're like never finished, or <laughs> you know sometimes uh, early access, you know, and sometimes because they're just fucked, you know, on release. And um, like I think I think it's cool to to you know to have that attitude when no one else is doing it. Um, I'm I'm not a big reader of Kotaku, but I'm I'm compared. I might read them a bit more if they're going to have actual. They're actually going to cover games in a meaningful way. Because I mean, I I'm still playing games from the end of 2014 at the moment. Like, <laughs> oh my god, mate! Keep, oh my god. You're, you're so last year, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, it's certainly more relevant for me. You know, I, I I've got I've got an embargo on buying any new games this year. So, but then again. I don't read Kotaku anyway, and I'm unlikely to start now. So when I say it's more relevant to me, it's kind of an abstract thing. Are you also playing XCOM on the shitter? Uh, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not playing it. I don't have actually have it in a, on a mobile handheld device. Okay. I really ought to. I've been playing uh, Triple Town instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine game. It's a fine game, and I finally Another broke six hundred thousand points on Triple Town. Oh, you're, you're chasing myself. my tail, mate! You're chasing my tail. I can't oh remember what God. I've actually got. Bunch I of can't remember what my actual yeah. high score is on that. It's it's pretty <laughs> epic, though. I wonder how many bananas I'm going to have to stuff myself with so I can stay on the shit long enough to get to a million points. Okay, Planet Side Two creative director leaves amongst layoffs and reorganisations <laughs> at what used to be Sony Online Entertainment and is now what uh, this morning games or something Daybreak. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I could just see some... Susanna Reid. <laughs> oh, I wish I could. Sorry, what were you talking about? <laughs> she's got to be so, vanity. Uh, she's got, she's got it... to be vanity with the latex. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's just in my head. So It's in most of my dreams. So, yeah, uh, creative director Matthew Higby uh, announced he's stepping away from both the game and the studio. Mm. Is this something to worry about, That the fact that they're laying off lots of people? I don't know, people? do you play the game? I don't, know. Well, probably nothing um, to worry about then. <laughs> Not for me, no. I just wondered if you... If you I think Rob was asking bothered. for the benefit of those listeners that may play the game here. 
yeah. I, I played it a few weeks ago. Still good fun. Uh, there's been some things that people whine about beyond the things that people Never. normally whine about. Um, but H1Z1, which is also by the same company slash team, mm-hmm. um, that's been getting some reasonable reviews after the shitstorm cleared after the early access started. So there was some ridiculous things uh, uh, about this because they were wasn't it this daybreak is uh, acquired they were acquired or they started by some venture capitalists with a fair amount of ties to Russia or something like that and there was right. some Polish guy on the forums that was basically saying um, it's a Russia? you're you're funding the, it's the Russian mafia and how dare we spend any money on this game now that Russia owns Planetside and for fuck's sake so um, <laughs> don't spend any money on it then yeah exactly oh, oh that's right that's right I think about a week or so after the the deal went through the daily sales came out which quite often they'd have a number of items at 50% mm-hmm. and the items were about um, not 50% off they were more like 35% off and there were posts everywhere saying that's the Russians saying that's it, this is it, it's going to start off screwing us over, it's all about the money, we don't get our 50% off on session <laughs> cash sales anymore. We should have known, was, really. Crimea yeah. yesterday, planet side today. It's one big <laughs> conspiracy. It's rubbish. I, oh, well. I think it's good that people rotate and don't stay with the game for, for a long time. Yeah. Um, Daisy is, you know, that's doing well, just doing fine without Rocket, so I think it's good for somebody else to step up and do the work. Cool. I, I, I don't know. I just sort of wondered if uh, they were like sort of not winding things down, but that, uh, you know, they, they, the, they were kind of tightening up the operation to the point where it was going to become a bit of a more soulless service, you know, and not kind of have the love that it once did if a lot of the original developers were stepping away, perhaps. But I guess we'll, we'll just have to see. I think there's an argument that says that what th- there comes a point when original developers have been ma- maintaining a game for f- four years, something like that, three or four years, yeah, you know, however long old it is, are a little bit weary of doing so, and then they need to get on to past as new. So having some fresh blood in might be just the thing that Planet Side 2 means. I haven't played it for a long time, but it's not because uh, I didn't like the game at all. I fucking loved it when I was playing it, but I, there's just so many hours in the day, and I've got other things to do. Um, I, I'd love to dip back into it for a while because it is the kind of game that surprisingly you can dip back into you yeah. don't have to keep you don't have to keep on top of it because you know to keep your fucking raid score up or whatever the bullshit you have to do <laughs> in the race, um, you know you can just go in start shooting people in the face or more likely get shot in the face by other people uh, and, uh, and then step away from everyone that's the easiest way to do. that's what I do yeah. <laughs> that's what I get most of my credits from yeah. I'm a total support player it's much easier than having to work hard Cool. Well, uh, that was just really a follow-up from the news we had the other week, really, that it was uh, about Sony Online Entertainment. So, yeah, uh, Just Cause 3 won't have multiplayer out of the box as it does, like, in the patched-up version of Just Cause 2. No, it's not not patched up. It's a a mod. It's a standalone mod. Well, it's a mod, I mean. Yeah. Um, So it's going to have some asynchronous uh, stuff like leaderboards and that, but... um, as far as actual multiplayer goes, uh, they're not looking at that, and I think they're relying again on the modders to put that in there. So I just thought I'd clarify that because there was some speculation last time. Okay. Well, if it's if it's if it's the same team that did the Just Cause Two multiplayer mod, 
I look forward once again to playing on a 1200 player server. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to put that batshit multiplayer insane. in, take, take your time when it's done. Yeah, it was just unbelievably mad. Yeah. And another thing we're going to have to wait for still is fucking Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, it's been delayed again to <clears throat> April 14th. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, again, uh, they put out some more screenshots just to say, look, we're working on it and it's it's going to be awesome. It, it, but, uh, you know one of the reasons... <clears throat> it's entirely possible that these games have been delayed because later on today, Valve are going to say Half-Life 3 is out next week. That, just check that could be a reason. Not, yeah. It's not out that's, yet. So do you think Valve shares their plans with other developers then? I don't think they do officially. <laughs> uh, who knows? I'm just, you know... If it's delayed, I personally was rather it was delayed and came out much better than it was delayed and came out like Assassin's Creed Unity. There's no way Rockstar want to be tarred with that same brush that Ubisoft do, I think. And they also and don't want to do the same that they allegedly did with GTA 4, where the PC port was a pile of shit. I really enjoyed it, but most people, most fans of the series would say they did a shit job with the PC port of 4. So maybe they want to get it right for five. Maybe they've they're going to release a VR headset, Rockstar headset that's got stars on either side and shit. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. They'll wait for the one to win and then into do. a hooker. Who knows? But yeah, <clears throat> there will be well, good business or soft development reasons why this is happening. Let's give them a break. It will still be a great game when it comes out. It will be, and I'm kind of pleased in a way because it means I can now play Pillars of Eternity or something that was coming out the same week that I'd already bought because I kickstarted it. So uh, I'll actually be able to give that some Perhaps time instead. Perhaps they listened to the podcast and thought, that young Mr. Howard, he's got too much on his plate. Let's, yeah, he wants to play Pillows of Eternity. <laughs> yeah, Pillows of Eternity, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, at least we'll get to play that as opposed to uh, a couple of things, uh, a couple of cancellations. Uh, Shadow Realms, the Bioware multiplayer game. Uh, they were look- we, we reported that they were going to retool it for consoles. Now they've just shelved it. Not doing it. So uh, uh, they shelved it or just cancelled it outright. They've just cancelled it. Yeah. It's just not happening. Yeah. My um, my enthusiasm shelved it the second I saw it. To be honest. Well, no. I don't know. They proved that they can make good IP. Dragon Age, Mass Effect. Um, I I had every you know, confidence that they would create something, you know, but this worthwhile. Was, this is another one of those asymmetrical multiplayer games, much like Evolve. Yeah. Perhaps they just saw the way yeah. Evolve was going when, and thought, oh, maybe not. We forgot. I don't know. When, Dragon, when I first saw Dragon Age, I was just like, yeah, brilliant. I'm immediately sold. When I saw this, I was like, I've seen that game before. Yeah. Yawn. It did. But I don't care. It, it looked, I mean, I was quite, you know, I, I've got a lot of love by whereas anyone that's heard me talk before will know, but it looked like it was going to be kind of fun, but I don't, I don't know. It didn't, it wasn't exactly, you know, left for dead levels of multiplayer madness or, no. or, or anything of that nature. And there were bits of it that reminded me a bit of, uh, the secret world. The, it was, there was a very secret mm. world. Um, mm. yeah. You know, thing behind the thing, which, you know, actually I, I love the idea behind the secret world. I just don't think it was implemented to my satisfaction. Um, as much as I think there was the, the plan was there, but the implementation wasn't, um, and maybe they just kind of went, look, I think it shows a lot of balls to go to get into a project and go, this isn't working out the way we want to work it out. Let's ditch it. 
you know, rather than right drag it do. out. It's exactly the right thing to do. I wish more people would do it. Save us all a lot of fucking time. In every fucking industry. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. Well, I guess they'll be making DLC for Dragon Age instead. But they, well, the thing is that they, they say they're, re, they're repurposing their resources to do more Star Wars uh, Old Republic stuff, aren't they? Um, riding the Zeitgeist like, uh, yeah. of Episode 7 and pushing more content out. Ah, interesting. I guess <clears throat> I guess they, uh, they, they were like, we've already got one flagging M- uh, multiplayer proposition do we want another one although probably in the grand scheme of things Star Wars is probably doing just fine I think Tor's yeah, doing really well it's actually flagging. <laughs> it's, it's flagging in fact it's probably doing much better than it was you know shortly after release I think it had a big spike at release everyone went it's a bit rubbish and not finished uh, and, and <laughs> well, dropped off well we certainly off. did <laughs> I, don't know, I yeah, certainly yeah. did after <laughs> following it for a year and getting really disappointed uh, but it, I think it's got a pretty solid following now but I haven't been involved so maybe I, I'm talking uh, I, I replayed it over Christmas Gooch. not all of it obviously I, I resubbed not resubbed I didn't, yeah I resubbed over Christmas I just played all 400 hours yeah again. and then that was done <laughs> uh, it, you know it was okay it was the same as before really yeah, um, yeah. Whereas for, it's, it's, free, it's, got, it's got a reliable audience put it that way so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was yeah. kind of but, but uh, EA have obviously got all the license for the Bioware games uh, sorry for the Star Wars franchise yeah. In the gaming, yeah. in the gaming sphere, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be absolutely hornswoggled if Bioware aren't doing some kind of RPG tie-in with the new series of films. So yeah. I'll just wait for that, probably. Mm. Yeah. Very much. <clears throat> just not an MMO, please. Not another one. Yeah, no, no. I, I want a story I can actually give a shit about. One of the stories that I said gave a shit about last year was Gone Home. Not going to be playing it on a console anytime soon. <laughs> Best segue ever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so apparently um, they've pulled the plug because uh, they had a deal with a publisher called Majesco, who uh, have, uh, I think they're having difficulties, um, and so, yeah, it's all fallen apart. So the <clears> next <throat> time you'll be able to see anything from Fulbright on a console will be their new game Tacoma which is coming out in 2016 but um, yeah so if you want to play Gone Home you need a PC but I'd like guys isn't it on mobile PC or Go is Home it on mobile? Gone Home <clears throat> don't think so don't think so no also uh, so yeah got a couple of release dates here uh, first one is for Assassin's Creed Rogue uh, it's coming out on PC on the 10th of March but what's kind of remarkable about this is that it's going to have support for this thing called a Toby IX controller, which will allow you to move the camera around with your eyeballs. <coughs> which is awesome. Oh, cool. Sounds great. <coughs> Definitely yeah, uh, going to get the... that then. <laughs> I just find it kind of, kind of hilarious. That basically, the, 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 the version that comes with this tech, though, is like 150 quid. So, uh... Well, yeah. that's worthwhile investment well, to get the most out of an Assassin's Creed game <clears throat> built for PS3s. Awesome. So how does it actually work, so this bit of hardware? Is it like... <laughs> you press the cynicism button <clears throat> and it all works. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, because I've got a massive one right on my hip. Oh, okay. <laughs> so well, is, it, um, is it like a camera that, you know, <clears throat> your eyeballs and follows your, your tracking movers, or do you have to, like, 
stick something on your eyeballs. I hope it's a pair of m- <laughs> yes. right, right. Yeah. I hope it's a pair it's of mice stick. that sit above your eyes and just hold their paws on your eyeballs. It's not go, wireless. Go you actually have to plug the wires into yeah. your eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little doobry, I think, that goes on the side of your monitor and just tracks your eyes. Um, That's right. And so <laughs> you, you look up and the camera will scroll up, apparently. Wow. Like awesome. So... Uh, yeah, I've yeah. seen lots, lots of kind of um, similar tech and that specific one being demoed in uh, uh, um, <clears throat> conferences and stuff. And yeah, it does look really, really cool. And it, it's it's kind of surprising how kind of well it works already from the from the demos I've seen anyway. So it's like it's um, like track IR, but you don't have to expend the energy moving your head. No, it's just <laughs> gaze controlled. Gaze controlled. Um, gaze controlled. I think um, Sony were demoing something like that with uh, Infamous right, right. uh, at E3 <clears> or something, GDC last year maybe. So uh, Rob, you said like the hundred, the, the version of this with this technology costs a hundred pounds. Do you mean like you that you, you buy it with the the hardware or something? What, what do you mean? Yeah, uh, there's uh, basically <clears> a version of it available to pre-order, um, and. Uh, you get the game. It's two hundred dollars, which I think is one hundred and fifty pounds. The UK version. I don't have the pre-order page in front of me right now, but uh, it basically includes the game and and the g- gadget for one hundred and fifty quid. So, if you're interested in that tech and so, Assassin's Creed. So sorry, hang on a sec. So you move your eyeballs, so you gaze mm-hmm. away from the centre of the screen. Yeah. And your view in the screen <laughs> changes. Moves. So Yeah. Yes. By so, looking away from the screen, yeah. you can look away from your oh, for fuck's You sake. can no longer see where you're looking. <laughs> it's like the track IR, you know? It sort of moves. Yeah, but with the track, the, IR, that you're... the track IR, my my eyeballs remain looking at the screen. <clears throat> so that the light emitting from the screen goes into my eyeballs and I can see <laughs> what's <laughs> what's happening. Head but you have to turn your head whilst looking well, at the screen. I have to move my head a little. Like I've got one for Elite Dangerous. I have to move my head a little. Um, and uh, but the, the head movement is really not that severe. But my eyes are looking at the screen. I thought it was going to be really awkward, mm. but it's not. Sorry, did you say you've got track There's IR this... for Elite Dangerous? Yes. Or one of the other ones? No, I've got track IR. PC master is. Well, I'm not going to be. Yeah, like there's there's several several different ways of of like using this technology. Like I've seen a demo being run where they're using it to like aim at stuff. So you're controlling the the, the character in third third person like in the traditional way, oh. and then he was aiming with his eyes. So he was looking at enemies oh, around okay. the screen and then firing at them and stuff. Um, so, it's not like so there's for a few different ways you can use it. It's, it's like for looking in the window in the corner of the screen up there. So yeah. like, you know, it's like using a mouse. Yeah, with okay. your eyes. Save myself for hundred and fifty quid. About, well, I mean, the thing is, though, this stuff is really, really exciting. But I'm, I'm kind of more interested in it being used for VR. Yeah, okay. Um, that's where it's really going to be useful for like stuff like we've in we've, VR. Like, talked about in before. VR, it makes more sense <clears throat> to me because obviously you're yeah. enclosed yeah. rather you're than having a, um, like, a static screen like, that doesn't go anywhere. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, uh, I mean, like focus um, dependent um, depth of field effects, okay. for example. Like you wouldn't use depth of field in VR; it would be garbage because. 
the thing that's meant to be out of focus is only sometimes out of focus depending on where you're looking but if you've if you know exactly where the eyes are moving you can make things go in and out of focus in that in that natural way which is which is going to be really cool so yeah very exciting um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't buy it just to buy just to play Assassin's Creed with, maybe. But, but yeah. yeah, it's a bit of an ask, isn't it? If there's not really any other games uh, to support it, so. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, but Ubisoft always they... played the game first, so that's probably why. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five is out on the first of September. That was announced today. <clears throat> um, I'm not. <laughs> especially bothered but it's quite a big game so I thought I'd mention it <laughs> um, that's a universal symbol uh, for tumbleweed right <laughs> yeah not a lot of love for Metal Gear Solid here then no, no I've just never I've never oh. I've never played it I've always been put off by the the legend of the 45 minute unskippable cutscene so fuck that game as far as I'm concerned my life's important it's just the bar it's just the balmy hiding around in a cardboard box thing that puts me off it's like it's just gorgeous. It does look absolutely gorgeous, and it's interesting from like a kind of technology point of view. Like graphically, it look, does look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, but, but so do yeah. Fuck, I just found it so boring. Exactly, so yeah. boring. I, I loved like Mel Gibson too. That was that was just amazing. The first time that I played that game in the in the kind of early days of the, the PS One. But yeah, I'm not not really. Not really down with that new one. I played a bit <clears> of the remastered version on Vita when I had one of those gadgets, and it was yeah, all right. Um, still a bit balmy. I played the first one, but I sh- it's just one of those games that really hasn't aged very well. Like especially the first one. The two look the two and three look good on the remasters, but I don't know. They're just old games, but whatever. Um, new games though. Some new game announcements. Uh, starting <coughs> off with We Happy Few that looks absolutely barking. Oh yeah, that's wicked. <laughs> um, a lot of people are sort of say comparing this a bit to like Bioshock sort of style, but it looks a bit creepier than that, in my opinion. Um, mm, it's it's from got like go- a kind of 1960s setting, but it's like an alternate history 1960s where everyone kind of t- it looks like everyone <laughs> sort of takes these pills and stuff, and it's all about kind of conformity and and acting normal, but you're obviously not doing that and you you then become kind of like a it, the the main character seems to be into some sort of altercation with these weird kind of um brainwashed citizens um in this weird kind of 1960s london thing oh yeah, yeah it looks, just, looks just really cool it doesn't it it's proper creepy but proper, proper creepy yeah. like a, like some <clears throat> drugged up willy wonka fucking yeah yeah it's absolutely like, it's like the village they they land in a chitty chitty bang bang in the 1960s it's really fucked up. Oh god, there's a guy fighting with a cricket bat. I'm sorry, I'm just watching this while we're talking. <laughs> What's the trailer? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Commentary. <laughs> oh, look at that! <gasps> Did he? Oh, what's shiny. that? Why are they wearing those? Okay, yeah, it <laughs> it's good. from the guys that uh, made Contrast, which I think was one of the like <clears> games. <throat> place it was available on PlayStation Plus when the PS4 launched. Mm. Didn't get loads of great reviews, but had interesting visuals and stuff. Um, it kind of reminds me of what uh, I, it, I was just thinking then. It, if No One Lives Forever had been made now, uh, it would look kind of like that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's same sort of 1960s wacky beehive haircuts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it'd be interesting to find out more. The details are fairly uh, fine on the ground at the moment. But um, hmm. yeah, um, 
next game that's coming out, uh, this came out of the blue. There's a new D&D game coming out from the director and executive <coughs> producer, producer of Dragon Age Origins. And it uses the new 5th uh, edition D&D rules. Uh, it's like a top-down, uh, you know, party-based D&D game with what looks like a full 3D engine. Um, looks like a proper old-school sort of Neverwinter Nights game. And, um, Yay for nerds. It, yeah, it it just came out of nowhere, and I'm I'm still sort of dubious because like, it, it's the the company it's from uh, a kind of a new company I think, and it's just sort of come out of nowhere and looks <coughs> quite fully formed without any Kickstarter Kickstarter backing or anything like that. So uh, well, everyone's paid money. Well, I know. Yeah, they, I guess I guess they've got a lot of finance here from Wizards of the Coast who are interested in yeah, they've got a bit of money pimping their new. They want to pimp their new version of D and D. Well, I'll certainly be looking at it as, <clears> as being a, uh, a a lifelong and card carrying member of the Nerd Club uh, and, and a big D and D fan. I'll I'll more than happily look at that. Although if it comes out this year, I'm not playing it. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm well, not sure exactly when. Well, next year I can play it. Yeah, but more more likely 2016. Sorry, it might it might this. actually work by then as well. Yeah. Oh. Wait for the patches. Oh. <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. Controversial. Controversial. Yeah. Okay, next game we've got is a uh, sub-level zero, uh, which is like a descent-style VR thing coming to Steam. Yeah, it looks wicked, isn't that? Looks really cool. Did, did yeah. you guys play the original Descent? Uh, I don't think yes, I, did. I did. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was because uh, it was proper three D um, uh, flying about shit. Flying about shit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, it took me a while to get my head around all the changes of. Uh, Vector that you had to do. <laughs> it's like which way is up? I don't get it. They've gone for this kind of really cool sort of semi-low poly look, where you've got like these kind of really pretty looking lights and shaders, and but but lots of kind of low poly and sort of pixely type effects yeah. going on as well. It's it's really cool looking. It's all explosions. It's all cube, it's quite, isn't it? All the explosions are like big yeah, cubes. Yeah, it's stuff. quite unique. I haven't seen many things that look like that. That it's kind of retro and futuristic at the same time, which is kind of kind yeah. Of, I can imagine you completely losing your bearings, like of what weighs up and down in VR and stuff. Yeah, that's why you need you need that cockpit in there. Definitely, you you would get confused. And you need the horizon as well, <coughs> which is mm. something we'll have to talk about later. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Next game we've got is a first-person co-op Warhammer game called Vermintide, which uh, sounds a lot like Left 4 Dead, but in Warhammer. Um, That's all right, though, isn't it? Yeah, that is definitely yeah, all right. Good. Yeah, that is, you're like, that is you're like right. Skaven, okay. which is well, nuts. I'm a, uh, we played uh, a bit of Warhammer fantasy roleplay back in the day, uh, and this is based on that world. Indeed. Um, and... There's, this is Skaven. Yeah, right? man, this is the, the Skaven of the bad guys. Um, and I, I think oh. there's a, if I remember correctly, there's a, <clears throat> they haven't detailed any of the classes or anything, but there'll be a whole load of, of the sort of Warhammer type classes, which are always a bit more interesting than your standard fighter, rogue. You know, there was all, you know, it was like highwayman and uh, witch hunter and <laughs> dandy, assassin and dandy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And troll slayer. and Templar. And Troll Slayer, Rob. yes, of course. And Giant Slayers, <laughs> for those that survived the Troll Slayer. Um, so, and I think uh, it, it's a really lovely, rich environment. I don't think has has rarely been given the justice. It's, it's given a lot of love in the 
in the RTS genre to various successes. But um, I don't think there's been an awful lot of really successful multiplayer stuff. I mean, we, there was that MMO, the Warhammer, uh, whatever it was, <laughs> war <laughs> game where there was the Chaos versus Order thing. I remember doing quite a lot of that. Well, I say quite a lot, a bit of that. But it didn't really, it didn't <laughs> oh, really the capture MMO, the, yeah. didn't really capture the, the the stuff that was fun about the universe. And I think maybe this might do it. I don't know. Or it might be like, yeah, because oh, I remember. Pants. Who knows? We'll have to wait and find out. But I'm definitely I'm, I, I'm watching I, it. I'm pretty tempted. Yeah, on this I would one, be. I think this might uh, be a really, really good team game. Game team game because I think the the class dynamics <laughs> will allow you to come up with some interesting strategies um, if implemented hmm. well, as always. I remember there was a Warhammer MMO in development for years, wasn't there, that we were all kind of really hyped for, and then it just petered out, nothing happened, WoW came out, and then the Warhammer game that came out was very Warhammer, well, very Warcraft-inspired, but I I did quite enjoy that, I did get it, and uh, I I played it for a bit, I enjoyed the fact that there was those ambient like group encounters that you could get involved in, and it had some cool little arena combat yep. as well i quite got into yeah, yeah. skirmishes that you could queue for and just <laughs> pop into and they were just like 10 15 minute kind of leveled uh gated i forget what you call it but uh uh ranked yeah. matches weren't they so you were you were tended to put into level classes so it wasn't you weren't completely getting curb stomped by those people that may or may not have more time than you to play yeah so. well this is five player which is cool it's a bit of a so slightly more inclusive than Left 4 Dead, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah getting five good. of us together is... Who knows? I, I'm up for it. If, if everyone else gets involved, I will. Hopefully it won't be like full price, because that just seems ridiculous for this game. No, 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 game, but but they'll, they'll no doubt be shut <laughs> <like some laughs> DLC, which will spoil yeah. it for me forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. We'll see. Uh, next game we've got is Megaton Rainfall. Uh, what's this, <sighs> Pat? Have you seen this game? <laughs> I, I watched the trailer. I'm not sure I want to now, Pat. Is it good or not? No, you want to watch this trailer okay. if you haven't watched it yet. This is a superhero simulator. Oh, is it? It looks absolutely disgusting. <laughs> okay. okay, we're um, going around a planet. It's... We're going around I'm a planet. I'm so from that. I'm going to take my jumper off. Oh, wow. So, yeah, oh, and we're going so, into a square. So that is, They're massively playing with scale. That is like, proper you can orbit, leave orbit the planet. Yeah, and you can take off again. It's got entire cities, huge, huge enemies. Um, awesome, cool like effects, like laser eye um, attacks and stuff like that going on. And or, or he was like firing bolts out of his hands or something like that. Just leaving, <laughs> leaving the actual solar system and stuff. It's just ridiculous how cool this game is. Just massive, massive experiment with 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 scale essentially. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where this one came from, but I'm I'm definitely getting this game. Is this a, a cool. crowdfunded game, or is it? They've got finance, I guess. They're just doing it themselves, or something. Uh, I don't think it's crowdfunded. No, I think <clears throat> um, developer Penta Dimensional Games. Um, <sighs> Try saying that when you drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're they're an indie indie company. Um, I, they. <laughs> They they haven't said what platforms it's coming out on yet or anything. It's um, but um, that VR is a, like a massive focus for them uh, for pretty obvious reasons. Yeah, this looks amazing. It does I look can't awesome. Wait to try this. <clears throat> yeah, it does. Very cool. I, I um, wonder if there is the danger <clears throat> that you 
I don't know. It look it it does look amazing, but I'm thinking you're so powerful. What's the challenge? <clears throat> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, uh, he's flying outside of the fucking galaxy. He's yeah, it's amazing. Though. See, I would play it just for that experience, just the fact that you can fly from a city in out of the solar system <laughs> into yeah. another yeah. galaxy. I'd play Maybe the that. challenge is um, he has to fly through some rings. Because that really worked for <laughs> Superman on the N64, didn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the ways in which they created challenge in those games was to base the health bar not on you, but on the city and the people mm. you're trying to save. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay, I think that that's where sense, the challenge yeah. element comes in. But I don't think those that Superman game that I'm thinking of, I don't think it was very good. So, no, but that, um, th- that, was... that looks like... I haven't <clears throat> read any of the, where they are in development. That looks fairly early. That stuff that I was yes. just in the trailer there. So, mm, um, yeah. I, but that's certainly hugely amount of potential. So, um, yeah, where's well, the can... link? Where can I give them my money? <laughs> I, I've tried the try to find the give them the money link, and I can't find it. See, that's where you need to be crowdfunded. Anyway, uh, next game uh, and well, the final game uh, t- to be kind of announced is uh, Trine Free. Uh, yes. Artifacts of Power. Uh, I don't know. I've I've got both games in my Steam library. I have <laughs> only played the first one for a tiny bit, and it's a lovely looking game. Looks to me on this game though, and I don't know if the last one was the same, but it looks like they're changing the the angle a bit. There's a lot this more. This is new. Yeah, that is new. That there's bits where you're going forward rather than just sideways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that is new. I mean, it, it it's always been like kind of cool the way they've presented 3D in those games. They are, you know, they're easily some of the best looking 3D games. Um, and if you do any stuff with like Nvidia um, 3D, like like this is one of the games you you have to try because it, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. And yeah, I I love these games. I love the like the just like, the atmosphere of them. Essentially, they they feel like. Um, they feel like the kind of fairy tales that you you kind of would were reading or had read to you when you were when you were growing up, and like they they just it's these games are all about atmosphere. Then yeah. they've got cool kind of puzzle elements in as well, but they're all about that atmosphere, and they they just really kind of just draw you into like, these like beautifully drawn worlds. Um, yeah, I can't wait to play. Can't wait to play another try and game. I haven't played any of them, but looking at that trailer, the lighting is lovely. It's yeah. really yeah, lovely. Just, just gorgeous looking games. And they're all co-op, aren't they? They are. are yeah. 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 Really, good, really good co-op as well. You can just drop in at any point and stuff. Just is it? Uh, it's three, three, three characters. Two, I think. Is it two? Or th- oh, is it? Is it? I think. I thought they were only two on the previous two. But I could oh, there's be wrong. three characters, and one of you you can play. That's right. Choose yeah. which one you want to play. <laughs> That's yeah, right, you, you can always between... flip between one and whoever the the one that whoever isn't playing. Like, yeah, well, there's yeah. there's three mm. characters on screen here though, in in this this game. So, oh, is there maybe in then? this trailer? I, there I there don't are three think... characters running around. So, I think it was only two simultaneous in the last one, but I, I could be wrong. One looks like a warrior. Mm. One looks like some kind of magic yeah. user, and there's, there's another a... one that's got a bow. <laughs> Yep. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's an interesting take on things. Which one will press the cynicism button? Looks lovely though. I'll give it a go. So, yeah, um, there's been some interesting Telltale news. Um, they've secured some finance from uh, Lionsgate, who are known 
better for making movies and TV uh, than games. Um, and ex-EA CEO John Riccatello is now on board the company. And they're working on a new original IP uh, slash TV crossover. So, looks like Telltale are going <laughs> even further in the direction of interactive narrative, uh, which I find hugely interesting um, as a fan of their games and a fan of Lionsgate output, like such as Mad Men and various other things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... It's interesting because Telltale are a game that have traditionally only worked with existing IP. Um, I think the closest they've come to something truly original is perhaps the Borderlands stuff. Although, again, that's another IP. It's just not one that's from another medium. So, yeah, they're working on this concept that they're calling like a super show and it's going to kind of marry a scripted TV series to a video game. So, I think they were posing something like this with that Quantum Break game for Xbox One, where it's going to like work as a TV show as well, but I don't know, I just thought that was interesting and yeah, it'd be interesting to see what uh, what Telltale can do with their own IP and what that IP could be, and yeah, I guess well, it's all up in the air. Really, I've got a lot, but... of, lot of time for anything Telltale do um, so, uh, and Lionsgate uh, are consistently good in terms of their mm-hmm. output as far as I'm concerned the XEA CEO is a slight worry, but then again, he always is. Um, but I, I guess hopefully the other two will try and keep his rampant money grabbing in uh, in, in order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting to point out um, that Lionsgate have the Hunger Games uh, and Saw and the Expendables. Yes. So they've done a number of things, haven't they? That's the yeah. Most well, it's, 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 it's a TV crossover, not a movie crossover. Crossover in that well, headline. Well, that I think the idea the is that <laughs> I read the article. Shit. Well, I think that I think <clears> the idea is that they're coming up with an original IP that will be a show and a game. Oh, I get you. So, right. Okay. So, in a similar way to the co- the Walking Dead, although you could argue the Walking Dead game is more based on the comic than it is the <clears throat> the show. Um, there's still some like crossover there with characters and stuff. I think they'll probably work better if they're not too closely linked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? We'll see. And final news story is Fable Legends will be free to play, uh, which is kind of interesting. Excellent. Um, it's got an interesting pr- premise this game where one of you is like DM and the other four of you are like running around and fighting whatever the DM's throwing at you so I'll wait for the next playable game which apparently will be better <laughs> too soon man I thought you were going to say something like you wanted a you wanted a fable game that will pay you to play it or something <laughs> 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 no. No. Um, but no, I mean, I'm not, you know, whereas something like Evolve, I'm not going to touch with a barge pole because of how much money they want off me to play it. Um, I might give this a stab. You were going to play um, it though, weren't you? I was thinking about it, but <laughs> I, the, the overwhelming negativity of everything that I heard about it overwhelmed me and I didn't bother. Are you drinking wine, right? I, I... <clears throat> Are you drinking wine? I've never seen you drink yes. wine. Sorry. I've really got into it lately. <laughs> I, I, I really love 
<laughs> I really love the I really love the first Fable game and I really love the second one and I even like the third one which not many people liked. I didn't um, like three. And nothing about what I loved about those games I I I, I hadn't seen anything about this this new Fable game which which you know has any of the the elements that I loved about the previous ones it just looks like it's drawn in that world um and has like a similar kind of combat thing it it doesn't th- th- those games are sort of similar to Trine really I think a lot of that was about feel um and I always felt that the fable games just felt great they were like places they were they they drawn worlds that you wanted to be in and that's always like a big thing for me um they 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 were softer than a lot of kind of fantasy stuff they were a little less dark it wasn't about some do you know what i mean it, it wasn't all kind of browns and grays and 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 realism it was it was soft and it was fairy tale and it's you know it's kind of like a warm aesthetic and that that's kind of still there but it looks like that's all that's sort of captured from the, those original games from what i've seen of the footage anyway which is um quite a bit so far but i don't know that's the, the the fable game I'm seeing here is not the is not the thing that, that 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 made me love the original fable games. Well, no, it's it's arguably a uh, a like it it's kind of a spin on the MOBA with that IP assigned to it. You know, yeah. that's kind of all it is really. But I'm I'm looking at it mechanically from a pure something fun to do with your mates perspective. There could be something there. Who knows? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. And the thing is, you don't have to pay to find out. You know, it's, it's no, it's there. Have a go. That, I think they realise they've got a fairly hard sell on their hands with everything else in the market, and free to play is the way to go, as it is for a lot of games. So, good luck to them. Indeed. <clears throat> this has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with NotListening.co.uk. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. Uh, I'm at EboGB, which is E-B-O-W-G-B. Uh, I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y. I'm on Twitter, but I never check it, so I'm not going to give you my address. If you want to send me a send it to Pat or Ian. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fair enough. Uh, or you can reach him via us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes of this show at notlistening.co.uk. If you're listening on iTunes, please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. Farewell. Bye. love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts? I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.